This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hey, welcome to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place for inspiration and transformation as we try and keep it together while parenting our tweens and teens. This is real work, people. And when we can focus on our own growth and nurturing the connection with our kids, we can move through the turbulence in a way that allows for relationships to remain intact. My name is Casey O'Rourke. I am your fearless host. I'm a positive discipline trainer, space holder, coach, and the adolescent lead at Sproutable. I am also the mama to a 20-year-old daughter and 17-year-old son walking right beside you on this path of raising our kids with positive discipline and conscious parenting. This show is meant to be a resource to you, and I work really hard to keep it real, transparent, and authentic so that you feel seen and supported. Today is an interview, and I have no doubt that what you hear will be useful to you. Please don't forget, sharing truly is caring. If you love today's show, please pass the link around, snap a screenshot, post it on your socials, or text it to your friends. Together, we can make an even bigger impact on families all around the globe. I'm so glad that you're here. Enjoy the show. Listeners, I am so excited to welcome my friend and parenting inspiration, Dr. Shafali, back to the podcast today. We got to be in conversation just a few months ago to promote her new book, The Parenting Map. And today we are collaborating to bring a really special interview to all of you in celebration of Mother's Day. Just to remind you, Dr. Shafali is an expert in family dynamics and personal development. She teaches courses around the globe. She specializes in the integration of Western psychology and Eastern philosophy, bringing together the best of both of those worlds for her clients. She is a mom to a young adult daughter, has many New York Times bestsellers, including The Conscious Parent, The Awakened Family, and like I mentioned, The Parenting Map. I've asked Dr. Shafali back on the pod to talk about another book of hers. Dun, dun, dun. Radical Awakening, Turning Pain into Power, Embracing Your Truth, Living Free. This book came out in 2021, and it is such a profound invitation to go inward, to dismantle our conditioning, and to question our beliefs. 
living inside of the unknown that is life. I'm so excited to dig into this with you. Hi, Dr. Shivali. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh, thanks. Thanks. That's my favorite book. So I'm excited to talk about it. <gasps> well, I just have to tell you, I was listening to you read it on Audible and I had to go through it twice. I listened twice and then I bought the book so that I could manipulate it and underline things. And there's so much in it. We couldn't possibly cover all of it on this you know, brief conversation, but we are going to cover a little bit of it. So it's been a minute since you were out in the world promoting this book. Like you said, it's your favorite work. What was the inspiration and the context that came together for you to create this work? Well, you know, it was post my own divorce and my own radical awakening that made me aware of how I had been living such a sliver of my potential and how I had been hiding behind the shadows of my own unworthiness and inauthenticity, how I was so afraid of stepping out of confines. And this is, mind you, I had already written books, I had already left India, but I was still shrouded in so much inauthentic fear, shriveling self-doubt, crippling low self-worth. And I just had such an epiphanic outbreak that it resulted in this downloading of inspiration, creativity. I did two courses uh, right post my divorce, which were fact three courses actually, which were phenomenal courses. I wrote this book. I mean, I just burst forth with so much creativity. And then I've written another book. So, and I only got divorced in 2019. So since 2019, I've written two books already and done innumerable courses, you know, expanded my coaching institute. So what I'm saying, I'm not recommending divorce, <laughs> but I am recommending a radical awakening because when you free yourself from these shackles of low self-worth, of neediness, of extreme dependency and enmeshment with other people's opinions, validation, approval, and ideas about you, then you just live such a shadow of who you can be. And when you burst forth from that, there's a whole new awakening, a whole new rebirth, and a transformation that occurs that is so phenomenal. And it just sets you free. You become liberated. And all this creativity has come forth. Now, there's also pain and there's also grief. And you cannot bypass that. I spent two years before my divorce grieving the end of that fantasy of that long-term till death do us part. Total story I had bought into. I mean, if you had asked me in 2016, if I knew I would be divorcing in 2019, the answer would have been hell no. So it was... You know, life is like that. So all of this led to this tremendous volcanic eruption within me. And this book is the outburst of that. It's raw. It's real. I tell it like it is. It's provocative. It's deep. I think it's highly intelligent and intellectual. I know I'm praising my own book, but I do think that I have given something that's of tremendous value because I really dug deep and it came from a very raw, brutal place within me. And as you know, that's the best kind of creative work one can give out in the world. Yeah. I mean, you did. You knocked it out of the park with this one. And 
what I'm hearing you speak into is the way that these massive life experiences or the places where the fantasy is interrupted, when the world's like, actually, you have no idea what's going to go down. These can become these opportunities to wake up, right? And to recognize the other places where we're holding an illusion or a fantasy and getting curious about those places. And, you know, as women, and this book is definitely directed towards women, we have and are so inundated with messaging about how to look and how to behave and what to achieve and what not to achieve and how we should be moving through the world, depending on our culture, our family, the neighborhood we grew up in, the part of the country or the world that we live in. Talk about how these messages become our beliefs over time. How do they become you know, what we hold as truths when in fact, it's just this inundation of messaging? Yeah, I mean, we just get brainwashed and we are conditioned and we are raised within the confines of the belief systems of those who live with us when we were the most absorbent. So we had no choice. We thought every word out of our parents' mouth must have been real. If they told us to hate Black people, we're like, oh, okay, let's hate Black people. They told us to be afraid of Jewish people, okay. And so on and so forth. I'm just saying the most stereotypical. Mm-hmm. Rampant hatred to go around the world. Or to be quiet as a woman, to be skinny and to you know, fit a standard of beauty, we thought that was the holy grail. So it's very easy to be brainwashed. That's why brainwashing occurs early. And we try to get our children young because biblical books and other authorities knew that children are malleable. So you get them young and you indoctrinate them. And I'm sorry to say, but there's this mass indoctrination occurring right now as we speak in homes across America and the world where parents are unquestioned. So part of my other work in conscious parenting is against this unquestioned, unlicensed, unrestricted authority of parents that allow parents to get away with this indoctrination and no one calls them on it. Mm -hmm. No one calls us parents on our audacity to uncontrollably manipulate, indoctrinate, and brainwash our children as we please. Think about it. So all the isms in the world come from home Mm -hmm. first, and then they get further sedimented by culture. But I often ask my audiences, you know, who do you think is culture? Culture is you. So we can keep saying culture. We can keep saying politics. We can keep saying the evil man out there. Well, but we are part of that system, and we have to start owning our role in propagating, perpetuating these blind and delusional belief systems that have subjugated mostly, you know, women and men of color, women for sure, and children, right? And now the earth and now it's animals. So, and I'm not saying white men are not subjugated, but mostly I'm talking about who's at the bottom of the totem pole. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt 
in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. It's a system that just keeps on propagating itself, but we're part of the system. And that's the liberating part of the message is that we as women, especially since we're talking about women now, perpetuate in our own passive ways, our own subjugation. And women don't like to hear that. And I'm not saying we are the perpetuators in terms of leadership, but we are the perpetuators in terms of followership. And ultimately the oppressed will be the only to rise. Why should the privileged rise? Only the oppressed can rise. So the onus comes on the oppressed and the oppressed feel upset and rightly so. Like, oh, first we are being oppressed. Now we have to rise. Yeah, but we do. And somebody has to take charge. And so this book is an invitation and a plea and a wake up call to take charge Mm -hmm. for women to step into their authority, their empowerment, their leadership, their governance, and to lead the way because no one else is going to do it for us. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also, you really pull, you know, you pull the curtain back. So it might, as a reader going into this book, we're only so aware of our blindness, right? And then I'm reading or I'm listening to you 
in this work and realizing, oh, damn, I haven't thought about it that way. I'm actually currently in this dynamic. So one of the things I love, and then I'll tell this story, is the invitation to think about, like you said, how we are in co-creation of the dynamic that we're finding ourselves in on the macro, on the micro. And in your book, I love that you write about having the audacity. I love the word audacity. Having the audacity to own our part of the dynamic. And it's so much more common to hear people in a tough dynamic blame the other people, right? What makes it hard for us to own, to have the audacity to own our part in a dynamic? What do you think gets in the way? Well, many things. One is our conditioning to always place blame on the external and blame the external, not just for not providing, but also blame them for us even having the desire for them to provide, right? Blame, blame, blame. So basically just look outward. So that habit then comes into play when something does go wrong. Of course, we're going to blame the children, the spouse, the politician, the teacher, culture. We won't own our part. And then number two, it's lovely to be a victim because we get attention. So we get in the indirect attention we were seeking. We get a lot of, you know, airtime. So we don't realize it's so toxic, but we want any attention, negative attention, positive, anything. So then another reason is because we're lazy. Because to do the work and own our accountability is bloody a lot of work. And then we're cowards because Mm. it takes a damn lot of courage to look in the mirror. Man, that is the hardest thing. It's so nice to (laughs) to hide, right? Ignorance is bliss, uh, but it's a bitch too. So these are the reasons why we blame other people. Lots of good reasons to blame other people. It allows us to just keep in the status quo Mm -hmm. and allows us to have the... You know, the ignorance that, oh, you know, we just have to keep waiting for the other to change, right? So it really gets us off the hook. But we don't see how it enslaves us, how it binds us to the other, how it makes us wait for them. You know, just the other day, a woman asked me, oh, so should I just be patient now till my partner decides if they want this relationship or not? And I was like, no. I said, but you also don't be impatient. You just don't wait for the other person. You do what is in your now. What about you in your now? Mm-hmm. You don't wait or not wait. It is nothing. Your now cannot be contingent on the other person. But we've been so primed for this kind of passive dependency on the other, especially as women. And we actually think it's being nice. It's actually a virtue that we don't realize how we've disabled ourselves And crippled ourselves, waiting for life on the outside to make a difference, for us to make a difference. Yeah, that inner freedom that you write about, it's so real. And so a current challenge that I'm in, and it's so funny because our couples counselor is like, you know, we show up to couples counseling every time and I'm always surprised. And I'm thinking, okay, today's the day. Ben's going to get to hear what he's doing wrong from somebody else. And every time she leans right into me and she says, Casey, you have got to let go. Like you are taking up all the space with your expectation and your judgment of how he is not enough, wrong, not doing the right thing for you. 
what might happen if you pull back? And I had so much resistance, Dr. Shivali. I was like getting pissed, you know, like, fuck you, Connie. That is not true, you know? And when I can lean back and I can recognize, yeah, I'm taking all the space in the room. He doesn't even have room to show up differently because of my expectations. And like you just said, how can I be an invitation? Hey, this is what's going on for me. Here's where I'm going to be. Would love to have you join me. And letting him off the hook, you know, you get to decide how you're going to show up to this dynamic versus I'm going to dictate to you how you show up to this dynamic. And if you don't show up that way, now I'm pissed and I'm resentful. And that is not the same as inner freedom. So it has been the letting go and really playing with, because I was stuck in this letting go is the same as giving up. And I'm not there. I'm not giving this up, right? I'm in it. I want it. And so it was really hard for me to be in letting go without it feeling like giving up. Yeah, but giving up is giving up a form-based institution or a relationship. Letting go is formless. Letting go is internal. Giving up is external. Mm. You're giving up something or someone. Letting go is an internal act of surrendering your attachments to how it should be versus to how it is. That's what letting go is, is letting go what I think it should be to what it is, to a surrender to what it is. Then I can make choices about the form. First, I need to do the formless. And until we can do the formless, nothing needs to change on the outside. So not to worry. Yeah. You're not letting go on the inside. So you have some work. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) I have lots of work, actually. But yeah, and recognizing too, you know, as I listen to you talk about that, you know, and you talk about this in your book, you blow up these institutions that we have now, you know, like the idea, like you said, of death do us part and marriage should look a certain way. And I mean, it's unbelievable when we start peeling back layers, how much attachment we have to form and how things look. And when it deviates from that, the unrest that shows up for us trying to be with as it is versus this created vision of what we've been told it should look like. And that space between can be so challenging. And that idea that you talk about of consciousness of just even being able to have a conversation like this, right? And lifting up and out of it and seeing like, oh, I feel like this because I'm holding my relationship inside of the confines of it's supposed to look a certain way. It can look however it looks. Right, because we've been so raised to be obedient and servile and compliant that we adhere to these cultural mandates with great civility and that we don't realize how this rigidity, you know, glues us to stagnation. And so when things show up differently and demand that we be fluid, creative, spontaneous, different, unconventional, it goes against the grain of the good girl. Good girls don't bust the matrix. And that is to our folly. And so that's where we have to own our co-creation. 
feel like you're the martyr in your family, you're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. We can get upset that, oh, boys are allowed to do it. Well, no one's stopping us, at least today. Mm -hmm. So we can do it too. And that's where we get to own our co-creation. How am I subjugating myself? Okay, culture told me I need to fit into a standard of beauty, but hell, I think I need to fit into a certain idea of beauty. Culture's not with me in my mirror in my bathroom. And culture's not with me when I'm standing on the weighing machine. Culture's not with me when I'm buying insane high heels. Culture's not with me when I want to go, you know, get a boob job. That's me. Mm -hmm. I have to own me. And you can own you with compassion. Yeah, I've been screwed by culture. Okay, now I need to put this lipstick on. Okay, but own that you are doing it. And it's not some invisible hand of culture. And so on and so forth. Am I being stopped by anyone right now in speaking up? Am I being stopped by anyone in asking for a raise? Oh, what is stopping me? Ah, my civility, my obedience to a standard that I think I should meet. I should look like this. I should not speak up. I should be nice and kind and sweet and polite. I should. Ah, so it's in my head now. Mm -hmm. Yes, it came from outside, but now it's in me. How it lives in me is the issue. Not that it lives. How it lives in us is the issue. So it is with trauma. Trauma occurs, but how it lives in us is the point. So we have to become aware of how these things have become living, breathing dinosaurs living within us and how we breathe fire into it every single day. And we have to own that. You know, no one is saying to hate my curves. I'm saying it. No one is saying to hate my wrinkles. I'm saying it now. So in all these ways, you know, no one is saying I need to raise a perfect child. I'm saying it. No one is saying I need to have a career and be sexy and be a perfect mother. I'm saying it. 
So yeah, culture is the it, but how is the it living in you is where you become empowered. And then when you can make a choice to say, you know what, it's not going to live like this in me anymore. And where you get to alchemize and redefine how it lives within you. Each one of us can light that flame in our own way. Loud, soft, turn it off, put it on. It's up to us. But see, we don't believe we're empowered because we're not even aware that it exists. B, it lives within us. And C, we have the power to change it. We're not even aware. And that's why in this book, A Radical Awakening, I think I've literally cut through almost every belief system we can have. I think you did too. Most of them, most of them. Yeah. Some I just touched on because it was too provocative. But to help people ask questions, to help us women be brave enough to lean into uncomfortable topics that we never dare to talk about, even with our girlfriends, and to examine how these concepts live within us, because ultimately they're all illusions and we get to transmute them as we wish. But we don't believe we have that power because it comes at a cost and the cost is high. But the cost is ultimately of disapproval, mm-hmm. of leaving the fold, of ostracization. And if we can be brave enough to just endure the fire of that, you'll actually see that you actually don't need that approval from others. You don't need to belong because what you're belonging to is an unconscious paradigm that now you're rising away from. So you don't need that anyway. And if you're looking for approval, once you become more liberated, you will get approval from those who are more liberated. There are people out there who will approve of you, but you just can't see them yet. So it's a journey you have to go through and be brave. And most women who've crossed over some horrific journey will be waiting for you, ready to hold your hand. Yeah, I just wrote down Braving the Wilderness because this reminds me of Brene Brown's book and how she's like, yeah, you make these big steps just like you're saying. And it feels like, oh God, oh God, am I going to be alone? And it turns out, no, because all of your people are actually in the wilderness saying like, yeah, come on, come join us. Come join us in your awakened state. Come see the world as it is. I love that distinction of it, culture, beliefs, living outside of us. And then when we're not paying attention, you know, allowing it to be something that is inside of us. And I know When we think about mothering on this Mother's Day special that we're providing here, and we think about all the shoulds, I should do this, I should be this for my kids and my family, and recognizing and pausing and taking that look inside and asking yourself, well, says who? Says who? And is that really a truth for me? You know, do I really have to make every meal from scratch? No, you don't, everyone. You don't. Do it if you love it. Don't do it if you don't love it, right? Plus all the other things that we put on ourselves as mothers to be this, quote, perfect mother or perfect wife or partner or perfect daughter or sister or friend. And I just starting to pay attention. That's the invitation that I really want to leave people with as you listen to Dr. Shafali. Discover, explore, For you, what are the it's that have taken residence inside of you? Start to pay attention to what those things are and question them. Yes. And read her book, Radical Awakening, to learn how to better let go of those things so that you can be free. Right. If you're a woman listening and you struggle with low self-worth, with confusion, with doubts, with wanting more for yourself, but you just don't have 
the know-how. This book is that journey. I take you on a journey. It's my journey. I reveal things about my past and how I was in such a shithole and how I crawled out of it. And I also talk about concepts that are so liberating if you are willing to embody them. This is, you know, a book that truly will allow women to step into their power, their sovereignty, their autonomy, their wealth, their inner wealth, their outer wealth. And the only thing that's really stopping us right now, right now, the first thing, I'm not saying they're not systemic injustices, but right now, the first thing that's stopping us is our own ignorance. So this book is that light in the dark room that will help you shed light on your shadows, on the cobwebs, and start unpacking that that has been left behind. Because your true self is there. Your power is there. It's just been buried. It is Phoenix rising, but you need to get her out of the ashes, right? Mm. Today, what does joyful courage mean to you in this concept? And all that we're talking about with radical awakening, what does it mean to have joyful courage? Joyful courage means to know that the now is exactly what it needs to be exactly mine. I own it. And it'll lead me to the next now. So I don't have to overthink the next 10 nows. This now, if I'm here, if I'm present, it'll lead to the next now. So that's the courage in living in the now and the joy of knowing that it will lead me exactly where I need it to lead me. Hmm. Where can people find you, find this book and follow your work? Well, they can go to dr for drshefali.com. I have courses. I have a coaching institute if people want to be trained by me. And I have all these amazing books that <laughs> look at me praising myself. <laughs> I asked you to. It's okay. Full permission. Talks like that. <laughs> Just like, anyway, you can find lots of helpful things. How's that? Not amazing. Just helpful. Yeah, for sure. Super helpful. And follow Shafali on all the, the socials places too. She shows up there and drops really amazing wisdom. I am so glad to get to talk to you again. I want to say happy Mother's Day to you. And thank you thank so you. much for all of your work and everything that you put out in the world for all of us. Yes, to all mothers out there. All right. Thank you so much for listening in today. Thank you to my Sproutable partners, as well as Chris Mann and the team at Podshaper for all the support with getting this show out there and making it sound good. Check out our offers for parents with kids of all ages and sign up for our newsletter to stay connected at besproutable.com. Tune back in later this week for our Thursday show, and I'll be back with another interview next Monday. Peace. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not gonna tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. 
So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.